0: Welcome to Authors of the Pacific Northwest, where we connect authors with new listeners and provide advice to aspiring authors on the business of writing. I'm your host, Vicki J. Carter. So hi there, podcast listeners. Thank you so much for coming back to the Authors of the Pacific Northwest. And this week, I'm actually going to start this introduction a little bit differently than I normally do. Um, I want to introduce you to an author. She's a best-selling author who has five books, um, and they focus on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment. Um, So I'd like to introduce you to Shannon Kaiser. So Shannon, say hi to everyone. Hi, it's so good to be here. We are so glad to have you here. So so listeners, we're going to probably deviate just a little bit from what you normally hear from me on the podcast with authors. We're going to definitely talk about Shannon's writing process and the journey to publishing, but I feel like her message is so fantastic and her story is so great. We'll probably spend a lot of time there. So Shannon, you're a life coach, a speaker, you do retreat leading, and you love to help people trust and believe in themselves. How the heck did that get started?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's a, yeah. well this is actually a really powerful year because this is it's it's a 10-year anniversary for me. It's been a decade of me doing this work and a decade since I left corporate. I used to be in advertising mm-hmm. and was in a completely different career, but it's interesting because 10 years ago, I was also suffering silently from eating disorders and corporate burnout and drug addiction. And I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with clinical depression. Hmm. And at that time in my life, I was just so lost. I was doing what I thought the world wanted of me, what I should do. I was doing what I thought would make me happy. And I got all the things I thought I wanted and it didn't feel at all like what I needed. And so I went on this inner journey, really, to realize that the core of my depression was actually I was being inauthentic with myself. I wasn't being true to myself. And I asked myself, well, what is it? Who are you? What do you really want? And I really wanted to be a writer. Hmm. And so I started writing. And my very first story that I wrote was published in Chicken Soup for the Soul, And it kind of progressed from there. So 10 years later, I have five books and I'm doing what I love. And truly it is about us all believing and trusting in ourselves because that is what I did not have when I was suffering from my anxiety and depression. And now I I kind of realize that we all have the power to be our own heroes. And that's exactly what my latest book is all about, that authentic living and being your true self.
0: So cool. So you guys can't see me, but I have chills running up and down my spine. I'm so excited. I love your story so much. And I think my listeners will fall in love with the story and also be inspired as well. Let me jump on something that you said, because it's something we hear often right now. And I would love if you, Shannon, can go into a little bit of explanation. I know your book will talk about that for listeners if you want to make sure they get this book out when you get your book out to grab it. But what do you mean by authentic living? Um, that's something I hear—is it like a buzzword sometimes? But I don't know if I understand what that means. Yeah, and I realized, you know, I
1: just uh, I recorded the audio book and I read through my book, Joy Seeker, and I realized that that is the theme. I say it so much, and I I think it's a beautiful question because when I first. App- the process, I didn't know what authentic living was either. Because I thought if you were to ask me five years, three years, um, a couple months before I started writing the book, was I being authentic? I would say yes. Mm -hmm. But really what authentic living and, and what the joy seeker process is, is about living from your heart and being who you truly are. Instead of being who you think you need to be, instead of trying to fit into a world, you allow yourself to be your beautiful essence. So it's, it's, it's kind of like self-love, but it's really the next level. You love mm-hmm. yourself so fully that you accept yourself and you, you actualize yourself in the world by no longer hiding, no longer hiding behind your fears, no longer hiding behind your limiting beliefs or your limitations or expectations or demands or worries about
0: what other people are going to think. You f- you're free from all of that to be you. I love that. So, but it is a journey aspect I can imagine because as you're talking, I'm thinking about all these moments in my own personal life where I was not living authentically. Right. And I'm like, man, I learned a great lesson from that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've always, my daughters are grown women now and they all, I've always told them, you don't make any decisions um, based on fear, your fear or other people's fear for you. You make sure you live your life, you know, true to who you are. So, Um, so I, I, that resounds with me quite a bit, but I don't think I live it all the time. So (laughs) how do you, you, how do we, well, let's go with you. How did you come to that conclusion that that's something that you needed to do?
1: Well, it's interesting for me because I actually had a dog and I know you were talking about your dogs too. And sometimes they're there. My dog actually came to me. I adopted a dog named Tucker when I was diagnosed with depression. Mm -hmm. Instead of going kind of the route of prescription drugs, which I think there's a place for that for some people, but my personal journey, I adopted a dog because I read an article that said dogs can help with depression and he changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. And so for the past... You know, um, really, it was um, for eight years he was in my life, and I left corporate. I found self love. I found my purpose as a writer, and there I had this this furry friend by my side. And two years ago, he died from old age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a, a grief unlike anything I could have expected, mm-hmm. and it put me back into a depression. Here I was with a best-selling author for you know leading coaching sold-out seminars. And I fell back into this huge depression and anxiety because I realized I, Tucker, in my life, I was still putting joy and happiness outside of myself. Mm-hmm. He was, by, he was a, we do this with people, with dogs, mm-hmm. but we do this in our careers too. Like We put our value in things outside of ourselves, whether mm-hmm. it's the next job, whether it's the goal weight, whether it's paying off the debt. We feel like we can't be happy until, and I was, I was doing that. And so that was the wake up call for me. And that was really when the joy seeker book was born because I said, I have to learn how to stop relying on things outside of myself to fulfill me, to Mm. make me feel joy. I have to find it within. And I went on what I call the joy seeker journey, (laughs) which is a one year, really, I spent a, a full year of my life dedicated to joy and i gotta tell you people are like oh that that sounds lovely but it's it's not like you candy coat it and are only looking for joy and really being a joy seeker is authentic living which means you are fully present for all of it the Mm. grief the sadness Mm. the pain the frustration as well as the incredible highs of joy love compassion Mm -hmm. gratitude that is really what a rich life is. And it's no longer running from the sadness in order to
0: to be happy. We allow ourselves to be where we are in all layers of our life. That is so awesome. And that's what your book that we're talking about today is about. It's called The Joy Seeker. And um, so you guys, I got a Vance copy of it. Woohoo! <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I started getting into it and reading it and... I love the construction of the book. We'll talk a little bit about that. But um, what is. I love about it is that it's little chunks. It's not like something, okay, everybody, you got to just seek joy and get out there and do it. And you'll, you know, do it now. You <laughs> actually break it down into yeah, manageable really big. sections, right? Thank you. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I tell my students all the time. I work with students who are working towards getting their bachelors. And I talk to them every single day or, a lot of them every single day. And it's all about those little teeny goals, those little steps and those little wins that make us one step closer to that achievement. It's so, so true. So, I say I'm, we learn the way on the way and it's one step at a time. You're exactly right. I love it. I love it. So, so let's talk a little bit. So, you you have been published. So, you started out publishing and writing, and you for you know you've been published in traditional sense. Um, can you walk us through a little bit about your writing journey? But first, let's start a little bit back um, because you said you were you were already a career in advertisement, and you were doing that, um, and then you discovered that writing was really where you're going to find joy. Where did you get the courage to step into that and say, this is what I'm going to do? You know, the courage actually came from my depression
1: because I no longer wanted to feel so out of alignment with myself Mm -hmm. that not following my joy, not going for what is in my heart, it became a a non-issue because I knew even if it took years, decades, decades, you know, lifetimes, I knew that I needed to live a life that was in integrity with self. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that became about honoring my, my joy of writing. So to start though, it's not like I just, I say I was published my first story, but my very first book I remember uh, back in 2012 was called Find Your Happy. Mm -hmm. I I was a graphic designer in advertising and an art director. Mm -hmm. And I would find that I'd write headlines, and that's a different position in advertising. That's a Mm -hmm. copywriter. Mm But a lot of my headlines would get published. And I thought visually, but also with words. And so I was always writing stories for myself. And I thought, maybe there's something to this. When I first left advertising, I didn't know that I wanted to be a writer. I just knew what I was doing wasn't working. And writing became my therapy. Mm -hmm. I wrote stories, and I didn't even treat it like a journal. It became just stories about what I was going through. And that became the introduction to my very first book. And I didn't even know it while I was writing. I just knew I had to write it. My very first book, I self-published at the time. A lot of times for nonfiction books, they really want you to have a big platform. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a large following and I I believed in myself, but there wasn't, no one really knew anything about me. So I pitched agents. I went through all these writing courses and agent after age, I think, you know, like twenty or thirty agents said, No, like mm-hmm. you don't have a following. That was the kind of common thing. So I worked with a writing coach and she was very graceful. Said you sell publish your first book. And I was really resistant because I knew I wanted a fulfilling career in writing. But I realized that the most important thing was me to get my message out there. And it was the best thing I ever did for my writing career. The best thing. Because that book came out and it became an Amazon bestseller. Because I was already writing for other networks, like I was a wellness writer for Mind, Body, Green, and Health Magazine. So I, I was starting to build kind of my writing message. So I had followers that were watching there. And then That got noticed by publishers. And so my second book, Find Your Happy Daily Mantras, was co-published with Beyond Words. So a co-publish is not something talked about a lot in the industry, but it's where... Well, there's two options where they take your self-published book and they then publish it traditionally. But mine was where you don't get a book advance, but then you split the royalties right down the middle after the book comes out. So you're both doing the work up front, if that makes sense. And then... The last three books, I got picked up by Random House Penguin, and this last book, Joy Seekers, picked up by Kensington. And so it was been um, a beautiful process, but behind the scenes, it was a lot of kind of pitching myself and not letting the rejection
0: take me down, just knowing that I belong and I'm going to keep going with my message. And what I love, the two things that resound with me is, A, you didn't wait, you went ahead and self-published, right? And you believed in yourself enough to know that that message has to be out there. So you just went for it. So that's awesome. And I think that I feel like when people step through that fear of, I'm just going to go for it, fear, (laughs) not knowing what they're doing, right, then the world tends to open up to them and awesome ways and mm-hmm. and so i love that part of the story because i I've, I've had so many authors that i've talked to on this podcast and off the podcast that that have done it so many ways and and it's easy to get discouraged if that first book um, didn't get a lot of sales or their platform isn't developing as quickly as they want or they're not getting enough followers, they they want to give up. But I love your story that you didn't, you know, and you said, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> and yep, and yep. the followers come and all of that comes along. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that because I need to hear that often. Trust me, Shannon. I'm <laughs> like, there's moments when I'm like, yeah, this podcast writing thing is just a lot of extra work. Forget it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think we all do that with our with our passion, right, and our mm-hmm. project. And I felt that way too. The very first, I'd say, two to three years of of opening, play with the world, which is my blog, and, and starting to coach and write. I felt discouraged and frustrated more than anything. Mm -hmm. And it's because I had such a big heart and I wanted so much to share my message with more people. And it's interesting because looking back, I realized that that was kind of what I call the sponge face, which I talk about in my book too. All entrepreneurs are once you you leave a corporate job, or once you start putting more attention to what you love, in this case, writing, Mm -hmm. there's what is called kind of the transition where you're learning about it and you're Mm -hmm. building trust in the marketplace. And I actually had my coach say, well, I understand you're frustrated, but are you you ever not going to do this? And that changed everything for me because I realized even when I'm like 110 or 90 or however old I live, I'm always going to be writing, even Mm -hmm. if no one ever reads any of my books, I can't not write. I'm not doing it to become this wildly successful, famous person. If you're doing anything and putting that on your joy, then you're stifling it. Mm -hmm. You're you're putting expectations on it. And once I released all expectations, I said, well, I'm always going to do this. I love play with the world. I love writing. It's, It's the most fulfilling thing. That radically, I released all expectations and all of a sudden I my career really took off. I got more clients. My books started becoming
0: bestsellers and I realized it's, I wasn't energetically strangling it anymore as well. I love, oh, I love the term energetically strangling. That's so yep. visual for me because <laughs> I know yeah. that struggle so well. Yeah, it is a struggle for sure. Oh, I think
1: we all go through it though, right? Because so we care. True. We have big yeah. hearts.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I love, I love that you term, you use that terminology, can't say it right, terminology, the sponge phase. I haven't gotten to that part in the book yet. I can't wait to get there now. Yeah. um, I, I feel like for me, that's kind of the stage that I truly am at. And that's where the genesis of this podcast came from, was that I knew nothing about the publishing industry. I had heard about it. I knew a lot about music industry, it changed so much over the years, you know, and, and I'm like, there's so many avenues and so, so many different ways to get published. And I need to know more before I even venture on that while I'm working on this first book. And so I started interviewing, uh, well, talking to authors in the area. And then I'm like, "This is a really great podcast. I cannot be the only one yeah. out there thinking these questions or having this thought. So I'm going to go so, for it and put great. it out there." <laughs> yeah, and that's
1: exactly it. You trusted yourself and your heart, and you followed it, and. And I, I often say we nourish the nudge. You're getting these nudges and you you massage them, you nourish them. And that is truly the foundation for fulfillment. You keep trusting and, you know, we keep going. I love it. It's all about passion and pursuing a life that's dedicated to that.
0: But I'm going to be honest and real with you too, because you, you touched on this. There's moments when that passion feels like um, you're just burnt out or you're tired or maybe um, maybe you feel like you have to stop and look and reassess to make sure you're still going the right direction or how I feel is that I feel like I've said yes to so many things in my enthusiasm to get myself out there that I'm distracting from the thing that I really need to be doing. Does that make sense? So brilliant. Yep. And I think that this is part of our entrepreneur journey as well in the sense that, and I say entrepreneur, but really it's
1: turning our passion into like a Uh a profit or, you know, doing what we love for living. Uh Uh, it's interesting because I think we go through that where we say yes say yes and say yes and then we start to realize not everything is serving us or not every it's exhausting us more so we start to get to a phase I wrote a magazine article for Entrepreneur Magazine about the stages of being an entrepreneur. And this is actually a phase. You, you want to get out there, but then you get to a place where you have to pull your energy back. And then it becomes about boundaries. And interesting enough, in the book Joy Seeker, I'm so glad that you have a copy because this is coming. <laughs> there is a whole section and the opening part, it's towards the towards the end of the book, believe it or not and it's the start of we learn the way on the way which I said to you already but what it's really about it's the it's part six and part seven It's really about aligning to our true selves and creating and stepping into your ideal life because what happens is and I went through this too I love play with the world I love my blogs and then I went through this, Really, six to nine month period right before writing this book, where I was feeling like sending my newsletters out was exhausting. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to keep writing about five ways to get unstuck, six ways Mm -hmm. to be happy. Like Mm -hmm. I had grown. And so that became this whole catalyst for we have to let go so we can grow. And letting go, going through the habits because it's worked or because all these other people. People say you have to be consistent with your podcast. You have to do this. Mm-hmm. That's not really what authentic living is. Authentic living is about living from the inside. So ask yourself, Do I? does this feel joyful? Does this feel in alignment? Give yourself permission. It's almost like we have seasons to our soul. So if it doesn't feel joyful and you're doing it out of obligation, then that's no way to run your business. I truly believe we want to reconnect to the joy and then let that lead us. Mm-hmm. We're the ones putting pressure on ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. Your followers like they'll they'll be okay if you miss a week. Love you guys all.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> but like it's true. No, no but it's true. And, and I think my, my listeners know this because just in the last um, couple months, so we're now in October, we're recording. My my listeners know I record in advance, but I made a very conscious decision. I was doing four podcasts a month. So I was, re- I was interviewing and recording yeah. quite a bit too. I also work full time and I'm trying to write my first book. And so, plus I have a busy family life. I mean, it's not like I just put everything on hold. So I was getting to the point of where how I describe it is burnout, but I, it's a part of where I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to interview someone. And I'm like, uh Oh, something's not right. Because I found so much joy and excitement at the very beginning. But when I hit that wall, I was like, I need to reevaluate. And so I decided that I was going to cut back on writing blog posts to try to get more people to find the podcast. And I was going to stop from producing Um, a podcast every week I was going to do two a month and that allows me the space and freedom to search out for the authors that I think would be fun on the podcast that have a great message like you and to also give me some space to write because I was my writing was suffering (laughs) severely and and um and it just broke open that feeling again of oh, this is what I love doing because now it's very conscious who I'm talking to. And now it's very conscious when I'm doing the edits, I'm reliving that podcast and getting that messages that their authors share with everybody to me again. <laughs> and I'm loving it. It's so
1: beautiful. I love that. And that's exactly what it is. You reconnected to your joy. And you re- I think what's so beautiful about that is you gave yourself permission to say, you know. I can redirect. I can I can try something that what where am I now? Because I'm not the same person I was when I started the podcast. We, and that's the thing, we're always growing. Yeah. And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and this is one of the barriers that blocks us from joy to to be more, to do it. We we put pressure on ourselves that it has to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And no
0: one's putting this pressure on us except for ourselves, so we can take it off. Exactly. And that that's so freeing to know that you can take those pressures off yourself. Um, I learned that kind of the hard way and then we're going to get into actually your book a little bit more and talk about you know your future with this work but my listeners have heard this story often but I also was climbing the corporate ladder but mine was in higher education and um, I really have had this drive to be I wanted to be like a vice president of instruction you know something really big with the big title kind of thing and so um After one failed thing here, one failed thing there, and at the current university that I'm at, I was in leadership, and I was not doing well. I mean, the people I was leading, they weren't doing well. I wasn't doing well. But it took some really hard, almost being fired, critical feedback (laughs) to tell me I wasn't doing well for me to wake up and realize that that wasn't who I was. And and that role wasn't a good fit for me. And I suffered for a while because I, I believed a lot of things, negative things, but it took me a while to realize there's something more for me besides this career goal that I was going towards. And it took me about two, three years to figure out that it was the path of writing and then eventually the path of this podcast um, and making com- connections with other writers and other artists. Um, that was what I was... Meant to be on this world, not to become a um, vice president of instruction at some university, you know. And the whole world shifted on its axis when that oh, yeah. discovery happened. I can tell totally you that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I get that, and and that's why I love your work so much. So, before we jump into the book, I want you to say again what the name of your your website is because I absolutely love it. And you need to tell us why it's named that
1: way. <laughs> yeah. So it's play with the world, play with the And it's interesting because it started back in 2011 as a, a blog to really, as I left corporate, it was a place that you could go to be uplifted. And I would write weekly blogs on, on my journey of discovering happiness but really what play with the world is is it's not playing and being in joy and and just being happy all the time i think that's a barrier blocking us Mm -hmm. what it is is it's a philosophy of life it's about living a life that feels good to you because that is why we're here to express ourselves to be ourselves and to play with the world because once you truly get to a place where you are so connected to who you are and your joy is you're loving life and you're lighting up the world. There's nothing else left, but to play with the world. It's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. the my joy. So that's really what it's about.
0: I love it. I love so listeners. It's called play with the right? Am I? Yep. Yep, yep, you yep. gotta go. It's great. And what's really cool is that I love is that when you first entered to the website, you can sign up to get your motivational, um, segments that come and I'll, I'll be honest with you Shannon I love them but I think you need to be doing a podcast as well because I'm like the voice is beautiful <laughs> on these and I'm like Thank I'm enjoying you. it I'm like oh man she's podcast ready <laughs> yeah you know I do have a podcast it's called the joy seeker podcast oh,
1: but, see, but not no, darn me <laughs> you, no no it's not you no one knows that I do because I only do it when it feels joyful
0: <laughs> oh hey I totally <laughs> so, get that
1: it's like it's like I, I keep thinking like I'll have a friend that I'll interview and then I'll put it out and six months later I put another episode out and it's for me it's it's I think the less regimented right now it is the more I can experience let it be what it needs to be but it's fun and yeah so if you do go to play with the world there's a a meditate I have meditation albums and Uh there's a free you can opt in to get a free live your ideal life meditation and this is one of the tools that I used to get clear about the life that I live now, which is my fulfillment and writing and being able to work from anywhere in the world and travel. So if you have a dream in your heart, but you're not quite sure how to get there, or if you're looking to get more
0: clear on your dream, that guided meditation is on the front page there. It's wonderful, yeah, I love it, and I do. I now I'm like I gotta go find your podcast. And to <laughs> this. That's so exciting because <laughs> I do think you have the fabulous voice for it too. But thank you, um, thank you, yeah, <laughs> so so wonderful. Okay, so let's talk about this particular book, the the Joy Seeker, because as we're doing interview now, it's not even out yet, right? It comes out. October. It, October well, it's right? really exciting. Yep. So it, we're doing the
1: pre-interview here in October. And so I can officially say it comes out this month, but by the time you guys listen, it'll be out. Mm-hmm. But it is so cool to say it's out because I have been so excited about this book for so long. And there's so much joy with, with the writing process, with the,
0: the sharing of it. Yeah. Okay. It's so beautiful. I'm going to tell my listeners give them a visual of this beautiful book. They can go, if you're not driving on I-5, you know, <laughs> make sure when you stop and go to work, you know, pop open to the website and look for the book. But um, the your, I can tell you have a graphic design background and you have this down with the graphic designs because what I truly love is Besides the cover draws me, it has my colors. But um, what I love is inside like the watercolor pages that that they're not watercolored, but they're like the calligraphy pages that you have in there with awesome quotes. And I told my husband today, I'm like, I wish these were in color so I could cut them out and stick them on my wall. Me too. (laughs) I presented it to my publisher and she's like,
1: I'm so sorry, Shannon, we can't do color. And, And I was like... Okay. Well, can we at least do black and white? But yes, I, I am so, so blessed and thankful that I get to design. Like I have such a great partnership with my publishers that I got to design the cover for this book. Mm. And a lot of authors don't write. And Mm -hmm. also all those mantras you see I had, it's a very visual experience, but you also go on this really powerful journey in your heart. And there were certain quotes that just had to be full page. Like Mm -hmm. as I was writing the book, I was like, this is not your practice. Life has to be a full page. Mm -hmm. Stay in your heart. It transforms everything. It almost becomes mini posters or Mm -hmm. mini, we can take pictures with our phones and use them as reminders throughout the day, you know, in our own phone. So that's wonderful. Thank you. That, thank you. That means a lot because it was really part of what this book needed to be. The powerful quotes pulled out and designed.
0: And I wouldn't be surprised if others like myself might not just cut them out, even though I hate defacing books of any kind, I might cut them out and color them instantly. I love your idea about maybe yeah. there's a coloring book in the future. Oh, a coloring book would be absolutely <laughs> fine. I've seen some really wonderful adult coloring books. I have a few of them and I think, I think you're right. So I'll wait until you get that one out for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so wonderful. So um, talk us through a little bit of your, you know, your, your, your elevator pitch for this book. So, I mean, if if my listeners can't figure it out from listening to us up to this point, Um, share with us what the purpose of the book because it really is in my mind I feel like it's a journal journey um, workbook all mixed into one kind of a a a helping guide is am I correct yeah 100% exactly I have what are called joy
1: jaunts which are really experiences you can go on different things you can do there's Journaling was one of the most powerful tools that helped me heal from depression and anxiety and discover my life purpose. So journaling is a very powerful part of this process. I ask key questions throughout the book and there's guided meditations and there's power mantras. So all of that is in there, but really what the joy seeker is, is it's a process for you being self-actualized in your life with that. You know, we talked about that, but really what it's about is living the life you were made for and releasing all the things that are holding you back. So the first part of the book is I go through the main barriers that are blocking us from being who we really are because we want to be who we are, but we're afraid to, mm-hmm. we're afraid for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. But there is such a freedom in you being who you're meant to be. And this is the guidebook. My, my greatest wish is that it allows people to return to themselves and connect in a way they, they never knew possible. Really it's about becoming your own best friend and and, you know, those dreams in your heart, you have the courage. There's a process to give you the courage
0: to go for them and removing all excuses that are blocking us. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, I think it's a great segue for you to read to us. I think you wanted to read the introduction for us. And I think it's going to give a really great setup for my listeners. So I have a huge wide variety of listeners from authors to aspiring authors to everything. I think this really talks to everybody. Um, I don't think that anybody isn't sitting on a dream that <laughs> they want to see fulfilled in their life. Right. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Yeah, exactly. Why don't, why don't I get quiet and let you share with yeah. that, that part. Okay. <laughs> oh, how fun. Author
1: reading time. Yay. <laughs> okay. The world needs you and your joy. Let's see here. That was one of the pullout quotes, the really big one. Okay. So Joy sat me down and said, it's time to talk. I've missed you. It seems to me our lives can be sectioned off into moments, pivotal moments that redirect us and force us to go inward and remind us what it really means to be alive. There's a pivotal moment in my life that got me to this point right here. Our pivotal moments help define our direction, and if we are willing, they can be our greatest teachers. This book is a result of me coming face-to-face with what matters most and really going inward to decide, what does joy truly mean? My Joy Seeker journey actually began on the saddest day of my life, which was my pivotal moment. It was October 13th, 2017, and I had to say goodbye to my best friend, Tucker who was a golden retriever rescue dog who came into my world eight years earlier and transformed me and my life in so many ways. With Tucker by my side and his unconditional love, I went from being clinically depressed to anxiety free and learning how to love myself, be myself and live in a life with joy. Tucker had been aging and his body was slowing down. And for months I wondered if each day would be the last with my beautiful boy holding him in my arms when his soul left his body was both agonizing and one of the most beautiful experiences I had ever witnessed it was profound because I knew there was such great love between us I had given myself permission to love deeply and feel immense joy but in that moment of him passing my joy was escaping me too I realized that Tucker in the way that I knew him was gone forever. But a warm presence wrapped around me and I felt it was him telling me it was okay. But it didn't feel okay. A part of my spirit died along with him. How could I exist without my joy? Ironically, or maybe not, it was my grief that guided me forward, teaching me how to show up even more fully for myself and my life. Who do you want to be in the world? Who are you really? These questions circled around in my mind, and I realized that it was time for me to grow beyond what I had ever known before. I had to learn how to find joy and commit to happiness without relying on anything or anyone else. This realization led to the most extraordinary journey of my life. You see, I didn't know it at the time, but losing the thing that I loved more than life itself made me fight for my own life. For the next several months, I went on a deep inward search to find out who I really was, to find out what matters most to me and what my life is really about. I went on my own joy-seeking journey. You may be wondering what is the joy seeker journey? The big picture. It is a process for understanding your life and the balance of everything in it. It is the blueprint the foundation for you to be who you really are and live out your true calling. Each one of us has a divine purpose, a soul mission, and a personal plan. And the Joy Seeker journey is your own undertaking into the life you are meant to live. It's about you having the courage to show up more fully in a world and shine your light, your gorgeous, natural, beautiful light. The seed of an idea started to sprout when I read a study that said the most common regrets of the dying are, I wish I'd have the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And I wish that I had let myself be happier. When I read that, it changed everything for me. At that point in my life, I was comfortable in my career. I was happy and I felt self-love but something was still a little off. It was only after Tucker died and I was forced to find a source of joy within myself that I realized the thing that was missing was my fullest expression of self-actualization. I wasn't yet living my life to its full potential. That study revealed that most of us are alive, but not really living, I could see with my life coaching clients and from people around the world who attended my workshops that most of us are struggling. It's the painful struggle that comes with stumbling through life, wondering if this is all there is. We feel stuck and off track, thinking we are behind or it is supposed to look and feel different than it actually does. Struggling, feeling stuck in life is what we know. Although we would never admit it, Struggling is comfortable to many of us because we think that is how it's supposed to be. Our parents struggled just as their parents did before them. So part of us identifies with the struggle that keeps us stuck and we play it safe and we stay static because it's easy. But the truth is, it's much easier to be happy and joyful than it is to be stuck. We just need to learn how to liberate ourselves and let joy become our default. So how do we do it? How do we find our way out? This is where the joy seeker approach to life can help us. When we are stuck in our struggle, we don't have clarity. We can't move forward, mainly because we aren't sure what forward actually looks like. But through the joy seeker process, you will recognize that that stuckness can birth new opportunity. Your struggle can help steer you in a direction of understanding, and this will lead to a deeper connection to your true self. When you look within, you will discover your authentic truth, and the expression of this truth is the greatest gift you can give to yourself and the world. Your happiness, your health, your authenticity are the golden tickets to freedom and feeling peace within. And the good news is, you don't have to do, change, or become anything. All you need to do is be more you. It's a process of less doing and more being. You can release the struggle, let go of the worry, and detach from the drama and all of the stress. This journey we are about to embark on together will give you permission to experience and ex- to experience more joy, love and light. You deserve it and you are worth it. The majority of our joy seeking journey will be about you discovering who you really are so you can be true to yourself. This is a book about clarity, purpose, passion. It's a process for authentic living. It's about knowing you are safe to express the true you. In fact, you showing up more fully is how you can help to transform the entire world. Feeling dissatisfied with your life is a signal that you are made for more. I spent much of my life thinking that something was wrong with me because I couldn't just be comfortable and satisfied. Whether I was was uncomfortable in my body or feeling out of place in life, something was off. No matter what new goal I achieved, it was never enough, and I never felt good enough. But all of that changed when I dived headfirst into my own joy seeker journey. So many of us are looking for happiness outside of ourselves. I did for decades, and it resulted in clinical depression, anxiety, addictions, and eating disorders. Even when Tucker entered into my life and brought me joy, it still was an external source. It wasn't until he was physically gone that I was forced to look within. And I asked myself a question that changed everything. I asked, what have you always wanted to do, but haven't given yourself permission to do? And in that moment, like a racehorse out of the gate, my inner voice said, travel the world for an entire year. Then I asked myself, why am I not doing that? As a writer, a life coach, and a speaker, I can work from anywhere in the world. Why was I putting my dreams on hold? Did my life need to look a certain way before I could live out my ideal life? The only thing holding me back was fear of the unknown and excuses I told myself that kept me playing small. So I sat down and pulled out my pen and my paper, and I started to create my ideal vision. My own year long journey. And just like that, I made the shift from talking about it to actually doing something about it. So often we talk about wanting to change, we think about it and say we will do it, but year after year, nothing really changes. The truth is, nothing will ever change until you decide to make it happen. But here's the thing we think we want change. But change is scary, and it doesn't last. We can change back. This is why diets don't work. And we go back to the relationships or the jobs that sucked the life out of us. As psychotherapist Terry Cole says, what we really crave is transformation because when you transform, you become everything you always knew you could be, and you are living your highest potential. You are fully actualized. It's as if someone has turned on the light and you can suddenly see so clearly that your newfound clarity lights up the world. Yes, that is where we are heading to full self-actualization and shiny bright lights. That is the joy seeker way. Your life is your masterpiece, but the masterpiece doesn't just happen overnight. It is a creative process. For example, I wasn't able to write this book until I stepped fully into my own potential. By following my heart to live overseas, and in doing that, everything became richer, more fulfilling, and clearer, I found what I was looking for. Fulfillment, joy, purpose, and connection. So why should you become a joy seeker? Simply put, you deserve to be enchanted, stunned, even impressed by life. We want to live outside the lines and color our canvas so bright that we light up our life and feel inspired from within. Because living outside the lines is where massive growth happens. You are ready to make the most out of your life, or else you wouldn't have picked up this book. Welcome to The Joy Seeker Journey. Joy seeking is about self-expression. It's about living in complete accordance with who you are at a soul level. It is a way of life where we commit to growth because that is where true joy lives. As we learn more about ourselves and more about our place in the world, we start to see life in a new way. Things become easier and we become an example of what is possible. When we truly know ourselves, we can love and express ourselves openly. And this is the highest form of satisfaction that there is. To be a joy seeker is about trusting in yourself and the universe and honoring your soul's true calling. This isn't something that is just reserved for a few. Every one of us can opt into a life that makes us feel good. Because a joy seeker means you commit to living a life that feels good on the inside, which will manifest on the outside. It's a process we undergo that allows us to be more real and authentic in our experience of life. It's the stripping away of all the nonsense, the superficial, the things that don't align with our truth, the things that don't resonate or make us feel good. I'm here to help you connect to your authentic joy, which in essence is your true self. But I can't do that if I'm not living, breathing, and expressing my joy first and foremost for me, which is why I've dedicated the past few years to being a full time joy seeker, to be able to share the power of this work firsthand the way of living with you. This is a gift to yourself because you will finally be able to say, I am worth it, I deserve more, and I am proud to be me. I know why you are here reading this or listening to this. (laughs) It is the same reason I set out to travel for a full year. It's the same reason I wrote this book. You want something you don't currently have in your life, more joy. But first realize that joy is different for all of us What brings me joy is not your recipe for everlasting happiness. Think about it. For da Vinci, it was understanding the ways of the universe. For Monet, it was nature and color. For Robin Williams, it was connection and laughter. And Anthony Bourdain, it was travel and food. True joy is so much deeper than just one thing. For all of us, joy is in the experience, the expression. It's about how it makes us feel. Joy is a profound sense of physical, emotional, and spiritual connection and well-being. What brings you joy? That's what you're going to discover on this amazing journey. In picking up this book and listening to this, you are embarking on a great self-study, a fascinating inner and outer journey to help you know your true self at a soul level, so you can realize your highest potential. There are only three simple rules for being a joy seeker. By saying yes to these, you are saying yes to an entirely new way of life. One that feels good from the inside out. One that makes you feel alive, connected, and in constant joy. The Joy Seeker way. Number one, let go of all expectations and be fully in the journey. Number two, trust ourselves and live life more fully, and live openly from our heart. Number three, see our life as an unfolding creative adventure. Are you ready to join me? Let's commit to being joy seekers, because the world needs you and your joy. Let's begin. There we have it,
0: the excerpt. And I am signed up and ready to go. (laughs) Yes, we're all joy seekers. Here we go. And I hope all my listeners are intrigued as well. And um, Shannon, what I would love to do is I want to go through your book and the journey and maybe we could bring you back on if you have the time because I know your time is going to get super busy if it's not already busy because I know you're a busy coach and, and speaker um, but I'd love to bring you back on and kind of do some reflection after the, at least my first go through with the book because I'm sure it's a more than one time process. <laughs> That'd be wonderful yeah and we could do a little mini book club with your listeners. Oh, that would be so great yes and maybe if I have some listeners that so listen and everybody if you read the book in the next year or two and you want to join our book club on the podcast email me because I can have more than one person on an interview at a time that would be a lot of fun (laughs) yeah it'd be so fun yeah so so before you go I got two more questions Shannon first off let us know what you're coming because I know you're going to be doing a book tour um this book comes out the end of October so when this releases you're right in the thick of it so tell us some of the places and dates that you're going to be at
1: Yeah. So I think when this comes out, um, I, so I'm going on book tour. I'll be of course having an event on October 29th, which has already passed for for you, but, um, that's going to be in Portland and then I'll be at East West books in Seattle. I'm also going to be in New York. I lead a self-love retreat every year. I think that's going to be actually while you guys are listening right now, I'll be at that retreat, but I'm also doing a joy seeker retreat next March. And believe it or not, that's already halfway full.
0: Oh, I better get online. Sounds like something <laughs> up my alley. <laughs> I love the retreats and joy, of course. Yeah, that's wonderful. And then I have one other question because we really didn't touch on this and we might have to come back to this sometime in the future because you do a lot of work um, encouraging entrepreneurs. And I really do feel like authors these days are truly entrepreneurs in the sense that they really need to promote themselves and, and have a vision and, and work for, forward with that. Um, what's one bit of marketing advice? Because you probably have a whole armful of it. But what's something you can share with those of us that are working on getting our platform together? Yeah, I think, honestly, the best, 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 best thing
1: that is so instrumental that we often overlook is actually getting a mentor Mm -hmm. I started and I got a mentor and it changed everything. And now I have a new writing mentor that I meet with every quarter and it's instrumental to the success of my business. So you find someone who represents what you're doing Mm -hmm. and, and you, you work with them. A lot of, a lot of people will help programs. I do author mentorships, but that's, I say that because we don't know what we don't know. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times we have these fears of, you know, I, I don't have the money to do that. But as soon as you realize that you're taking steps and in investing in yourself, you're showing the universe that you, you're investing in your dream and things really open up. So that's one one thing, I think, because that's ongoing support. Mm-hmm. As far as marketing goes, I, I spent you know 10 years in advertising. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I find with a lot of my entrepreneur, or I call entrepreneur, but my author clients... We love writing the books, but when it comes to trying to publicize them, we freeze up or we don't yeah. want to be on TV or we don't want to do the radio interviews or we, we hate you know, having our pictures shown around the internet, whatever it may be. What I often say is sharing is caring. And so don't look at it as advertising or marketing at all. Look at it as sharing. You're sharing your heart. You're sharing your message. You wrote the book because you you had something to say. And all we have to do is transform that into, I'm sharing. And when you send out that tweet or social, you know, you put it on Facebook or you share it with friends. It's, it's not at all, it's not at all um, selfish to Mm -hmm. show yourself self-love and show you're proud, your book, think of what your book wants for you, wants Mm -hmm. to be shared. Yeah. something one I could go on we could have oh, a yes. whole session just on I know this, but, we might have this, to, right? is, this is really fun for me I love <laughs> yeah, marketing is, and writing.
0: Uh, talk. marketing is one <laughs> my of my two these, favorite things well honestly marketing is one of the weakest areas I feel like for artists and writers and it, and is, it is to be but it really is a big scary weak area it is and and i think what i was going to
1: say is don't be afraid to ask for help and reach out a lot of us know other people like mm-hmm. we we have other friends in the community we have other people who would want to support us and so something i do every time a book comes out and i know a lot of my author friends do this too and it's it's basically shameless self promotion but it doesn't it's unapologetic really because mm-hmm. it's like hey i have something i'm proud of so i will send an email saying hey i have a new book coming out with sample like um, something they can copy and paste and put on Facebook real easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, you probably see it with, with your author friends too. Mm -hmm. It's part of a network. And this is what I love about the writing community. When I was in advertising, it was so cutthroat dog eat dog and competition. Once I became a writer, I realized people genuinely want to support you and uplift you. And they want to share your message because they, they know you're doing work that you love. So reach out to the people, you know, don't be afraid, even if they don't have a platform reach out to your cousin and say, Hey, I just wrote a book. One mm-hmm. of my cousins, she lives in a different city, but she shares all my stuff. And she's like one of my biggest fans and mm-hmm. she's a cousin, mm-hmm. you know, you just never know. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, such a great advice, Shannon. I could probably do this forever with you. This is so much fun. <laughs> it's but fun. But thank my you. listeners are probably pulling into the parking spot and going, Bring her back on, Vicky. We have more to talk about. So we'll have to do that. So, but I want to also say thank you so much for having the courage to hearing yourself. And more importantly, for walking through the journey so far and then sharing it with others because I find for me, that's the most inspiring part about you is that you've just said, here, I'm going to share this. Most of us don't feel like we can do that. So thank you because you're inspiring and I appreciate you. Thank you. That. that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. So much joy-seeking. Yes, and we will bring you back on for sure. Yes. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we did. Follow us on social media and sign up for our newsletter, where you can be entered automatically each month to win a signed free copy of a book from an author that's appeared on the podcast. You can find out more at our website, www.squishpin.com. And finally, if you're an author in the Pacific Northwest and you would like to appear on the show, you can find out more on our website. So until next week, I hope you enjoy the journey. This is Vicki J. Carter signing off.